Hello, my name is Rick Pearson. Welcome to Prophecy USA, a program specifically designed to unveil the hidden mystery of America's role in Bible prophecy. In 630 BC, the prophet Jeremiah was called to pull down, root out, and literally destroy the strongholds that had people in his generation bound by traditional teaching. We've had so many questions concerning each of the 53 descriptions of Babylon the Great that we decided that the next three programs, we will give you a bullet point summation of all those descriptions in a linear, straight format. Today begins part one of that initiative, so stay tuned, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Prophecy USA. In previous shows, we quoted passages from Jeremiah, Isaiah, the book of Revelation, detailing the 53 descriptions of America's role in Bible prophecy. But you know, God has promised every generation, surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. In the Old Testament, prophets were the first to hear God's word and then went out or went forth to tell God's people. But in the New Testament, every person has the ability to hear directly from God. Jesus said in John, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Jeremiah's assignment was to take God's rhema or spoken word and to use it to root out, pull down, destroy and throw down, or as Paul mandated, in 2 Corinthians 10:5, to cast down every high thought that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. Then Jeremiah was instructed to take God's word and to build and to plant. In other words, just as Paul said, to bring everything into the captivity or every thought under the obedience of God. However, Jeremiah, like Jesus 600 years later, had incredible resistance from religious hierarchy who Jesus warned made the word of God of none effect by their traditions. For the last 500 years, Bible schools, seminaries, and a multitude of modern day prophecy teachers have taught the body of Christ that the United States of America is nowhere to be found in scripture. They've also speculated that Babylon the Great is possibly a little city in Italy located 70 miles inland. That would be Rome. Our objective is to root out, pull down, and totally destroy that tradition and bring every thought unto captivity under the obedience of Christ. So get ready and listen to this. There are four distinct Babylons in scripture. The original Babylon was built by the mighty hunter, King Nimrod, where he built the Tower of Babel on the Euphrates River in present-day Iraq. It was here that the mystery Babylonian religions or Baal worship were created, giving us the second Babylon. 
By 600 BC, ancient Babylon was restored under King Nebuchadnezzar, who gave us the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Finally, in the book of Revelation, we have the last and final mystery, Babylon the Great. The word Babylon, meaning confusion, is stated 275 times in Hebrew scripture, but is referenced indirectly over 350 times. 90 of those times are a direct reference to future mystery Babylon the Great. Other than John, the only disciple who made reference to Babylon was Peter, who said, The church that is at Babylon, elected together with you, saluteth you, and so doth Marcus my son. Many traditional theologians supporting the hypothesis that Rome is Babylon have concluded that Peter was referring to Rome in this verse. However, this is the only verse in the New Testament that traditional theologians have to justify their hypothesis. Paul mentioned Rome eight times in scripture and not once referred to it as Babylon. In further debating this traditional speculation, men such as Calvin, Alfred, Huther, contends there is no reason to suppose that at the time when this epistle was written, the city of Rome was currently known among Christians as Babylon. However, once the Reformation began in the 1500s, the Roman Catholic Church headquartered in Rome persecuted the Protestants, further justifying that this city built on seven hills was Babylon. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. The Greek word used here for mountain is hora and is defined as a land mass that projects conspicuously above its surroundings and is higher than a hill. Although the Greek word for mountains and hills are differentiated in Luke 3 verse 5 and 23 verse 30. Luke 3 verse 5 states, Every mountain, hora, and hill, buonos, shall be made low. Luke 23 30 says, They will say to the mountains, hora, fall on us, and to the hills, buonos, cover us. Traditional dogma insists that Rome, the city of seven hills, is where the future Babylon the Great lies. Even though it is located 70 miles inland from the coast, and the woman and the mountains sits upon many waters representing peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. Welcome back. In pulling down, rooting out, and destroying some of the major points of contention concerning who Babylon the Great is, many people argue that Babylon is a city, not a nation. Revelation 17, 18 says, And that woman that thou sawest is that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. The word here used for city is the Greek word polis, where we get the word politics or politician from. This Greek word, according to Harper's Dictionary of the Bible, is a large area of high population density that does not necessarily refer to size, but to the presence or absence of a defense wall. That defense wall was to keep the inhabitants of the population center safe from attacks. Now today, we do not have walled cities, but we do have large areas of high population density defined by air defense identification zones. And those zones protect the inhabitants from attack of, in, of, of enemies. Therefore, in today's interpretation of scripture, we can easily say that, and that woman that thou sawest is that great population center which reigneth over the kings of the earth. 
Secondly, some traditional prophecy teachers contend that this sentence is in the present tense, justifying that Babylon existed at the time of John's revelation. Therefore, it must be Rome. Unfortunately, the whole chapter is written in present tense because the angel was showing John the revelation in futuristic real time. This allowed John to accurately describe to us in the latter days what Babylon would look like. However, Jeremiah was not only told to pull down, root out, and destroy, he was also told to build and to plant God's word into the mind of God's people. Now we've learned in other lessons that in Jeremiah, the other prophets during Jeremiah's days were contradicting everything that Jeremiah was saying. Jeremiah was given a specific word that historical Babylon was going to be used to judge Israel. In Jeremiah 27, 2, it says, Thus saith the Lord to me, Make thee bonds and yokes, and put them upon thy neck. In this enactment prophecy, Jeremiah's yoke foretold the bondage that Babylon would put on the nation of Israel. But why? Israel, according to Scripture, Manasseh filled Jerusalem with innocent blood, which the Lord would not pardon. Just as God gave signs to Jeremiah's generation, He's also given signs to our generation. When we get back, We'll begin our 53 description countdown in real time, showcasing what is happening right now and right underneath our noses. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. Hey folks, have you ever been witnessing to somebody and you just can't remember verses or recall the eight providential nations in scripture, let alone how America meets all 53 descriptions of the seventh nation in Bible prophecy. Well, now Prophecy USA has a free app and every TV program, podcast, and all 53 descriptions of America's role in Bible prophecy will be in the palm of your hand. Together with our study guide, you can study to show thyself approved at any time, any place, and at any given moment. You can even upload the app onto your friend's phone or iPad and let them find out for themselves where this generation fits on God's prophetic time clock. To get the free app, go to prophecyusa.org. And for a donation of $20 or more, we will include a 100-page study guide boldly proclaiming America's role in Bible prophecy. Welcome back, folks. We just determined that Rome sits on seven hills, not seven mountains, and that Babylon the Great is a great population center and not necessarily a little city in Italy, as many traditionalist teachers claim. However, that is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the biblical descriptions of Mystery Babylon the Great. For any population center to be Babylon, she must meet not one or two descriptions, but every description that the Bible gives us. And so far, we have found 53. Remember the theological tool of exegesis 
tries to determine what God was saying to the author then and there. And the theological tool of hermeneutics is interpreting what those words are saying to us in the here and now. So why did John receive the description of Babylon in the present tense 2,000 years ago? Is it because God wanted us to be able to pinpoint those 53 descriptions 2,000 years later in the here and now? We think that is exactly the reason. So in beginning the countdown, we must begin first searching for a great population center that has been raised up by divine mandate, or in other words, Babylon is a providential nation that's raised up by divine utterance. Daniel was promised in 221, God removes kings and raises up others. Isaiah 46 told us, for I have spoken it, I will also do it, I have purposed it, and I will bring it to pass. Jeremiah 51.7 was told that Babylon hath been a golden cup in the hand of the Lord. Signs of God's hand in raising up America is blatantly clear. On her money is written, in God we trust. The first president of the USA, George Washington, included in his inauguration speech, so help me God, while having his hand on the Holy Bible. In her Supreme Court, the statue of Moses and the Ten Commandments confirms her Judeo-Christian heritage being the foundational structure within her legal system. Number two, Babylon must be the seventh of eight providential nations outlined in Scripture. Revelation 17, 10, 11 confirms that there are eight providential nations that God would raise up and depose throughout history. Revelation 17, 10, 11 says, And there are seven kings, five have fallen, one is, and the other is not yet come. And the beast, he is the eighth. The picture below shows you the five nations who have fallen and the sixth nation, Rome, during the time of John's revelation. And finally, the seventh and eighth nation that would rise in the end times. The seventh nation being that of Babylon the Great. Number three, Babylon the Great is a mystery. The word mysterion, mysterion in the Greek means a secret revealed to only a select few or a select group of people. This population center has been a mystery for over 2,000 years with a multitude of speculations. So is there any wonder there is great debate over who this lady of kingdoms is? However, never until now has there ever been a population center that meets all 53 descriptions. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon the Great. Daniel 12.10 says, For the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. None of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. Number four, Babylon exists before the Antichrist and his ten-nation New World Order are given power to rule. In Revelation 17, 1 through 11, 
We're given many descriptions of this mystery nation, Babylon the Great. However, in verse 12, we are given a specific time sequence, seldom mentioned by traditional teaching. Revelation 17, 11 through 13, And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. It's abundantly clear in Scripture that Babylon exists before the new world order comes into power. And there are more verses coming that will confirm that time sequence. Number five, Babylon is represented as a woman or a lady of kingdoms. In describing the eight providential nations in Scripture, the Bible used animals to, to describe six out of eight nations. From Nebuchadnezzar's dream in 602, to Daniel's vision 40 years later, and to John's first revelation of the New World Order in 85 AD, all nations described, except Egypt, are depicted by animals. However, when it comes to Babylon the Great, her iconic trademark among the nations is represented in Revelation 17 as a woman. And that woman is sitting on the seven mountains or continents of the earth. Isn't it interesting that in designing Lady Liberty, creator Frederick Bartoli crowned her head with seven spikes. Each, according to Bartoli, represented her illumination to the seven continents of the world. But will the wise understand who the Lady of Kingdoms is, who sits upon the seven mountains of the earth? Our sixth description of Babylon is that she becomes the wealthiest nation on earth. And according to the most recent 2020 International Monetary Fund, our rankings is right up at the top of the richest nations in the earth. Under the Judeo-Christian economic structure of capitalism, the wealthiest nation on earth today is the USA. Although she has had as much as 40% of the world's GDP, through unbalanced trade agreements over the years, she has slid to 20% of the world's GDP. But in this capitalistic system, every person is allowed to own their own property, work as hard as they want, create, develop, or invest in thousands of business opportunities for personal gain. While communist and socialist countries build walls to keep people in, the USA builds walls to keep unwanted people out. Why is that? Because of her wealth and the freedom of making it. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and decked with gold and precious stones and having all manners of wealth within her. Revelation 18.3 also confirms that. These are the first six of 53 descriptions of Mystery Babylon the Great. Do you think they describe a little city in Italy? Neither do we. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, for he raises up kingdoms and he deposes kingdoms. But what about America? The most prolific nation in the history of mankind, the most productive nation to ever exist, the most powerful military that has ever been created with the most advanced technology known to man. 
circling the globe, monitoring the airwaves, dominating the internet. Not since man's first breath has any nation achieved such greatness. But is this Lady of Kingdoms in the Bible? Have past generations foretold of her existence? Prophecy USA is proud to present their latest study guide providing over 50 biblical references describing the past, the present, and the future of this great nation. Joining the dots that unveil the hidden mystery of America's role in Bible prophecy. To order your copy of the Prophecy USA study guide, call 1-888-306-1759 or go to prophecyusa.org. Call today. Welcome back. We just discussed the first six descriptions of Babylon the Great. She's a providential nation. She's the seventh of eight providential nations in Scripture. She's been a mystery for hundreds of years with multiple speculations from traditional theologians. She exists before the eighth providential nation or New World Order comes into power. She's recognized globally as a woman, and that Lady of Kingdoms is the wealthiest population center in the history of the world. And how did she get her wealth? Description 7 says, she trades with the merchants of the earth through her deep water ports. Out of the 835 seaports in the world, the USA has 360 stretched across 12,000 miles of coastline. And every shipmaster and all the company of ships and sailors, and as many as trade by sea, have traded with Babylon. Wherein were made rich all that had ships in the sea by reason of her costliness or her wealth. She trades all 27 products listed in Scripture. From her ports in New York City, Lady Liberty sits upon the waters, watching the merchants of the earth trade their wares. Of course, what isn't traded upon the waters is definitely traded in the world's largest New York Stock Exchange, just several miles from Ellis Island, where the Lady of Kingdoms stands watching. Through multiple commodity ETF funds, she trades the merchandise of gold, silver, precious stones, pearls, scarlet, wood, all manner of vessels of ivory, precious wood, brass, marble, iron, all the 27 products listed in the verse that you see in front of you, she trades. But unfortunately, these products are not the only commodity Babylon the Great has traded. Included in these commodities is her ninth description. Babylon has traded in slavery and the souls of men. Approximately 600,000 men, both black and white, gave their lives in battle to free America from slavery. By 1863, through the leadership of Abraham Lincoln, the 13th Amendment was signed and the Emancipation Proclamation banned slavery in the U.S. Constitution. However, although it is banned, human sex trafficking in the USA hit record numbers in 2017, with close to 9,000 reported cases. Slavery, unfortunately, is still alive and well in this secular humanist American society. However, through her capitalistic endeavors, the USA meets the 10th description of Babylon the Great. Babylon makes the merchants of the earth rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And every shipmaster and all the company and ships and sailors, and as many as trade by sea wherein were made rich, 
all that had ships in the sea by reason of her wealth. Is it any wonder that in 1944, delegates from 44 allied nations met in Brittonwood, New Hampshire, and decided that the world's currency would be linked to the US dollar, which at that time was built upon the gold standard. The arrangement which came to be known as the Britain Woods Agreement brings us to the 11th description of Babylon the Great. Babylon has a world currency that dominates the seven mountains of the earth. And the seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. And the woman which thou sawest is that great population center which reigneth over the kings of the earth. And the kings of the earth lived deliciously with her, the merchants of the earth which were made rich by her. But she not only rules the earth with her money. According to scripture, that money is invested heavily to protect her population center from hostile attacks. Number 12, Babylon has the largest military in the world. The word sit in verse 9 is the Greek word kathamia, which means to rule over or police over. It's the same word used when Jesus sits upon the throne. However, America's endeavor to promote peace with hostile nations also embraces other nations who need her assistance. With her vast resources of military might, this lady of kingdoms has been the largest deterrent of evil regimes in the history of the world. Policing, protecting, and watching over the seven mountains or continents of the world, She's kept allied nations safe from larger hostile nations who would take away their land and their resources. This lady of kingdoms is the world's firewall standing between evil dictatorships and her peace-loving democratic allies. Isn't it amazing that the little city of Rome, sitting on seven hills, located 70 miles inland, who has no ports, doesn't trade 27 products with the merchants of the earth, has no world currency, and absolutely no military whatsoever, is still being taught by some Bible schools, seminaries, pastors, and even prophecy teachers that she is Babylon the Great. Our mandate at Prophecy USA to help you pull down, root out, and totally destroy every thought that exalts itself above the knowledge of Christ is that we pray that you will become like the sons of Issachar, who had an understanding of their times. And through the renewing of your mind, traditional thought will pass away, and behold, all things will be made new. For surely the Lord will do nothing unless he reveal it, his secrets to his servants, the prophets, and that would be you and me. Join us next week as we continue to pull down, root out, and destroy every thought that exalts itself above the knowledge of God in His Holy Word. You've been listening to Prophecy USA. My name's Rick Pearson, and I'm reminding you today that Jesus is alive, and He's coming back much sooner than many people think. See you next week. Shalom. In 630 BC, an angel told Jeremiah. In 590 BC, an angel told Daniel. In 550 BC, an angel told Ezekiel. In 85 AD, 
an angel told John the Revelator that in one hour, a nation would be deposed by fire, and from the ashes would rise a new world order. America's role in Bible prophecy is blatantly clear in Scripture. Prophecy USA proudly presents a study guide addressing America's spiritual state of the union concerning her past, present, and future role in Bible prophecy. Don't wait. Order the study guide today. For only $20, it will change everything you know about America and everything you need to know about your future.